A town in Belgium has organized a seagull imitation championship. A top ultramarathoner apologizes for using a car during a race. And Japan's crying baby sumo festival returns. These are the weird stories for Tuesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian inside a closet. I got three weird news stories from all over the world for you. Come on now. You like it. You like it. A town in Belgium organizes a seagull imitation championship. So if any of you believe that you could imitate a seagull pretty accurately, maybe you could uh, enter this championship if it hasn't happened already. I don't know what imitating a seagull would entail. I assume it's eating a bunch of garbage out of the trash can and stealing potato chips from humans at the beach. Let's find out. The Belgian coastal town of Depan organized the third European Seagull Screeching Championship. This took place over the weekend, guys, so you missed it. It was on Sunday. That was your chance to win the grand prize imitating seagulls. I'm sure it was a very annoying, uh, noisy competition. It says here, a jury crowned the best imitation of the bird's distinctive shriek. About 50 participants took part in the contest, including some first-timers and even returning participants. Each was judged by a professional jury. Ooh, how do you get on the professional seagull screeching championship jury? Just kind of hang around the seaside for a few days, take in all that screeching, maybe watch some YouTube videos of a bunch of seagulls screeching and squealing, get yourself prepared. Each was judged by the jury, awarded 15 points for how well they imitated a seagull's screech. And then they got five points for their behavior, which uh, I assume that's the eating of the trash portion of the contest. (laughs) Or maybe just pooping on humans. I mean, I I assume no one's flying, (laughs) right? I mean, you can imitate a lot of the seagull's behavior, but probably not the flying part. Although, who knows, maybe there was some... Some dude that was just really committed showed up with a hang glider. Was like, hey guys, all right, for my for my behavior portion of the contest, we're going to have to go outside. You, you're going to have to come near the cliff because I'm going to jump off the cliff in my hang glider and screech all the way down. Hopefully I survive this round. Now in this article it says, participating for the first time is Yarmo, a 21-year-old architecture student from Eindhoven in the Netherlands. Uh, Yarmo won the crown for the best seagull sound. All right, Yarmo, way to go. I'm sure your co-workers at the architecture school want to hear your screech. Seagulls are often despised by the public, it says, because of their intrusive behaviors. Yeah, most people don't approve of seagulls, nor pigeons for the most part. They seem to be disgusting birds. They're kind of like the rats of the sky, would you say? I don't mean to seagull shame. I'm sorry. This contest is uh, trying to change the image of the seagull. Paint them in a in a better light. I, I don't know how you do that by having humans screech inside a bar, but okay. We have a quote here from Jan, who's the president of the jury and who gives a damn about the image that seagulls have. Jan feels as though seagulls have been uh, bullied a little bit too much by the public. There's been a lot of TikTok challenges of people attacking seagulls, I'd imagine. What was that thing they used to... I think it's an urban legend, but if... I heard at one point if you fed seagulls Alka-Seltzer that they would blow up, something like that. Have you ever heard of this? I never attempted it. Here's a quote from Jan. 
Well, we thought, why not get more sympathy for these seagulls? You know, they're part of the coast. There is no coast without seagulls. You can't have a coast without seagulls. <laughs> yeah, Jan, slow it down. Okay, there's coasts without seagulls, I'm sure. A lot of lakes don't have seagulls, and everybody seems to enjoy that. You can eat, have a picnic at the lake and not worry about a pack of birds coming and running away with your sandwiches and possibly your baby. I think Jan's just got like a seagull fetish. That's okay, though. Everybody needs something in life that they can feel warmth to, whether it's a seagull or a sex robot. I, uh, I, do, a, I do a seagull impression. and uh, I can't think of a better time to do it. I, I don't get asked to do my seagull imitation very often, but here it goes. Was that okay? I'll do it again. I think I need to go higher pitched, but that's about as high as I can go. Uh, I think the person that lives underneath me, underneath this closet, probably thinks I'm insane, by the way. I'm inside a closet doing... <laughs> what has happened to my life? An ultra marathoner had to apologize for using a car during an official race. Cheat, cheat, never beat. A leading Scottish ultramarathoner. I don't know what an ultramarathoner is. Does that mean someone who runs a lot of marathons? Let's do a definition of this. Come on, Google. Help me out because I'm dumb. Ooh, okay. An ultramarathon is also called ultra distance or ultra running. And it is any foot race longer than the traditional marathon length of 26 miles, also known as 42, approximately 42 kilometers. So any race that's longer than that is an ultra marathon. They, they often go 100 miles, even longer. So this woman's a real beast. You know, to be an ultra marathoner, she's like, you know that normal marathon? I'm too good for it. It really doesn't get my heart racing. You know, I, I need something longer than that. I want to run for days and days. So she's an ultra marathoner. She's been disqualified from a race because she was using a car at some portion of the race. She apologized, blamed jet lag and miscommunication for her decision to break the rules. Uh, I don't know how you can use miscommunication. You know, you, you're an ultra marathoner. You've done this before. You know the rules don't allow you to, at any point, get in a car <laughs> to pass everybody. So that's, I don't know how miscommunication could be any part of this. I'm sorry, I didn't know we could use motorized vehicles. Strange, you know, I don't know. You, you really just have to use your legs? That's weird. Okay, I was going to get on a uh, an electric scooter. So that's not okay? What about a skateboard? Does it, you know, anything in the rules say a skateboard's okay? I'm still using my legs. I'm using my legs. I'm kicking on a skateboard. What about rollerblades? Can I use those rollerblades? This is miscommunication, guys. I had no idea. I could not get into my friend Larry's car at any point during the race. So in addition to making an excuse for why she got in a car, she... She had to apologize also for accepting an award for finishing in third place. Ah, what a jerk. My goodness. What's this cheater's name? Josia Zakruski. Zakruski is a doctor from Dumfries in Scotland. She's a doctor in Dumfries. Uh, she now lives in Australia. She's facing disciplinary action. Ooh, what are they going to do? I, I assume they're taking away her medal and probably not going to allow her to race for a while. Well, good news. You can just go run on your own. You don't need to be in a race. You just go run around, run hundreds of miles, get in a car halfway, do whatever you want. Just see a Jakruski. Jakruski. 
she's facing the disciplinary action from uh, an organization called the UK Athletics. This is because she traveled a total of four kilometers in a car, they determined, during an event called the GB Ultras Manchester to Liverpool race in northwest England. This took place about two weeks ago. Zakruski, the doctor, is 47 years old. She told the media that her leg began to feel sore near the halfway point of the 80-kilometer race. Yeah, I'd imagine everybody's legs feel a little sore. You're running 80 kilometers. It's an insane thing to do to your body. Okay, so she said, after seeing a friend next to the course in his car, she accepted a ride in the car all the way to the next checkpoint uh, where she planned on telling the marshals that she was pulling out of the race. Uh, she said she, when she spoke to the marshals, they convinced her to carry on in what she described as a non-competitive way. She, so she decided to keep going in a non-competitive way. The marshals told her apparently, quote, you will hate yourself if you stop the race. I don't know if she's making this up. And what about the, mar if she actually did talk to marshals, you would think that they would make a note of this incident. And then at the finish line, tell someone, hey, that woman got in a car at some point. We saw her. She talked to us about it. She said she got in the car because her leg was sore and she's jet lagged and other excuses that don't really make sense. Uh, and then maybe not give her that trophy. So I think this is all lies. I really do. And it makes me wonder, have she cheated in other races? Zakruski confesses that she was an idiot for accepting a medal and a wooden trophy for third place and then posing for pictures. She posed for pictures. She went through with it. She went through all the hoopla of receiving all the accolades for finishing third. She told the media, quote, I was so tired and I was jet lagged and I just felt sick. You know, I hold my hands up. I should have handed them back the trophy and the medal and not had pictures done. But I was just feeling so unwell and I spaced out. I wasn't I just wasn't thinking clearly. I just wasn't. Well, I mean, you were thinking clearly enough to stand in third place bow your head down as they put the medal over you and then go to the photo booth area. So you weren't that spaced out, I don't think. Now, this lady had to apologize to a fellow runner named Mel. Mel, who has since been awarded third place. Good for Mel. How about that? Mel gets awarded. Mel didn't get in his friend's or her friend's Mustang <laughs> halfway through the race. Mel didn't take a, a jetpack or anything of the sort. Mel didn't get on a 20-inch BMX bike and book it to the finish line. Mel's an honest ultra runner, even, even with the sore legs that I'm sure Mel had. Now, the, for the purposes of this article, they interviewed the director of this ultra's race, whose name is Wayne Drinkwater. That seems like an appropriate name for the director of a race. Drinkwater, because you drink, you drink a lot of water. <laughs> this guy was destined to be the director of marathon races. <laughs> Wayne Drinkwater. Oh. He beat out uh, Peter Pullhammy for the position. <laughs> they were like, no, nah, we're not going with Peter Pullhammy. We don't like people pulling hammies. We're okay with the drinking of the water, though. You get the job, Wayne Drinkwater. Meanwhile, Johnny Gatorade's on the sideline. What about me? I'm Johnny Gatorade. I should be the director of the ultra race. Anyways, these are bad jokes. Uh, Wayne Drinkwater says that Zakruski's conduct was very disappointing and that the matter is with the Trail Running Association and the UK Athletics who, who will determine a fitting punishment for her. Well, I mean, they're not going to fine her, I assume. This isn't like the Olympics or whatever the heck. You know, she could probably get kicked out of the running association. The good thing is, though, you could just run on your own. You know, you don't need these associations to just go run. 
It's free. It's out there. You can just go run hundreds of miles if you feel like it. Pee all over yourself halfway through. You know how they do that. <laughs> Japan's Crying Baby Sumo Festival has returned. Dozens of crying Japanese babies faced off in a traditional crying sumo ritual believed to bring the infants good health. This festival returned for the first time in four years after the pandemic. Pairs of toddlers wearing ceremonial sumo aprons were held up by their parents and they faced each other in the sumo ring at Sensoji Temple in Tokyo on Saturday. So the parents get their babies, they bring them to the center of the ring and they face each other. There's staff wearing demon masks, also known as oni masks, and they try to scare the babies. They try to make the babies cry. The first baby to cry is declared the winner of the match by a sumo referee in an elaborate traditional uniform holding a wooden fan used to signal victory for the first baby to cry. Sounds pretty cruel, but they're saying this is good for the baby. It's for good health. Well, I mean, at this point, whatever gets these Japanese people making babies, that's what we want, right? Because they're, apparently they're running out of people over there. They just don't want to mate. <laughs> I've covered this story. Here's a quote from Hisei Watanabe, mother of an eight-month-old. Hisei, I assume, brought her baby to the, um, the torture festival. I'm sorry, the uh, crying festival. She says, we can tell a baby's health condition by listening to the way that they cry. Today, she may get nervous and not cry so much, but I want to hear her healthy crying. I guess uh, a, a crying baby is healthy. I guess that I can see that. All right. The crying sumo is held at shrines and temples nationwide, as a matter of fact. It's very popular. And um, people love it. Parents and onlookers delight to see these babies crying in a ring. All right. I found an old clip of this festival. There's uh, an old man in between two babies getting ready to scare them. It looks like he's not wearing a demon mask, but he he's kind of an ugly fellow, so... You're going to hear him scare the babies and make them cry. I guess this is... My goodness, it's very... <laughs> it's some child abuse going on here, and everybody loves it. Now, we have a quote from Shigemi Fuji, who is chairman of the Asakusa Tourism Federation, which organized this event. Shigemi says that some people might think it's terrible that they make babies cry, but in Japan, we believe babies who cry powerfully also grow up healthily and powerful themselves. This kind of event takes place in many places in Japan, by the way. Now, in each contest, typically a total of 64 babies participate in the ritual. The rules vary from region to region around the country. In some places, parents want their offspring to be the first to cry. In others, the first to weep is the loser. Oh, how strange. It would seem to me that you would have to kind of at least get that part down nationwide. I mean, that, that should be... I mean, you got some events where the first to cry is the winner and then others... Well, anyways, it's fun. It's a thing. It's weird. I'd love to attend such a thing. Maybe I could rent a baby and enter the baby into the festival. I'll just uh, go to orphanages and see if, see if I can find the best crier. You know, I'll scare a bunch of babies, see which one cries quickly, and then bring them to the festival. I don't know. It doesn't say what you win. I guess you just get the glory. You get to brag to all your friends that your your baby's the biggest wuss in the group, the, <laughs> the first to cry. Yeah, my kid always the first to cry. <laughs> Yeah, not going to really be able to handle life when this one gets older, but you know. <laughs> and once again, I mean, we got to hand it to Japan for having a strange festival. They got weird museums. Japan is the epicenter of weird. I'm not talking Florida weird. I'm, I'm talking like other kind of weird. 
Thank you for joining me for this episode of Weird AF News. Once again, delivering quirky news from around the world five days a week. Appreciate all the loyal listenership that I have, the loyal support. Uh, I've received a lot of nice birthday wishes and messages. And if you want to drop me an email, it's funnyjones at gmail.com. You can call the show as well, 646-450-2012. If you would like to join the Patreon or buy me a coffee, you can go to my website, weirdafnews.com, and do everything over there. I, uh, I'm in Las Vegas tonight through Friday, so if you happen to be in the area, hit me up. You can slide into my DMs on Instagram as well if you want to stalk me like that. Stalking is welcome. I should be careful what I say. But yeah, uh, if anyone in the area wants to come to a show, I, I'm going to be posting where I'll be on the Instagram, at Funny Jones, and uh, or just, you know, drop me an email if you're confused. You can do that. Some of you don't have Instagram. I don't know, uh, I don't know who you are, but um, Instagram's great, man. Just get Instagram. What's wrong with you? But uh, if you don't have it, you can email me, funnyjones at gmail.com, and ask me what's up. And I'll give you the information. Anyways, I'm rambling and rambling per usual on these outros, and I appreciate you uh, being patient with me. So, I will see you tomorrow on the uh, on on future episode on a future episode of Weird AF News. I'll see you. Make sure you're present. Okay.